On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the pleasure of talking to Billy Price from Billy Footwear. Uh, When Billy was 19 years old, he had a spinal cord injury and... Uh, Getting shoes on and off uh, was uh, a huge issue for him in a wheelchair. And so he went about designing shoes that were easier. And uh, we just had a great conversation all around finding that market fit. Um, And then we talked about how they do their marketing. They have one post from a user, so like user-generated content that has been shared over 560,000 times. And so we talked through that, how that happened, why that happened. Uh, Really amazing conversation, guys. I hope that you really enjoyed this one today. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, Our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. I am super happy to have Billy Price from Billy Footwear on the podcast. Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Wow, Jordan. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Yeah, this is great. Uh, You are like very close to where I am too. You're just down in Seattle. I'm just outside of Vancouver. It's nice. You know, in non-COVID times, we could have almost just like met in the middle or I could have come down to Seattle. So yeah, this is, uh, we're we're on the tail end right now. I'm sure when this gets published, people are going to be like, what was COVID? <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, it's uh, we, we've gone up to Vancouver many a time, spent time in Victoria, and it's always a great time for sure. Yeah. So for people who don't know, you can you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, and then a little bit about Billy Footwear. Sure. Yeah, no problem. So I'm Billy Price. Um, I'm one of two co-founders of the brand Billy Footwear. We are a shoe company based out of Seattle, Washington. And uh, the premise of our shoes, basically, we have zippers in our shoes. Now, having zippers in shoes isn't necessarily original. However, the way we do it is basically we have a zipper that goes on the outside of the shoe around the toe so the whole upper of the shoe can fold over. Now, you may be wondering, okay, why is that unique or why is that important? Well, my story, um, I'm a wheelchair user. That wasn't always the case. I broke my neck when I was a teenager. And when that happened, a lot of things in my world changed. And uh, one of those things was my ability to independently put on my own shoes. So there wasn't really anything on the market that was satisfying my needs. So myself, my friend, uh, we decided to do something about it. And uh, that small idea of trying to overcome my own challenge then grew into a business and uh, the business continued to grow. Now we sell our shoes around the planet. So is your target demographic still people who use wheelchairs or has it opened up now? Or have you uh, like, have you stayed in that niche? So that's an awesome question. I love that you asked that because when we first launched the brand, we never were going after any sort of target market. Our target market was everybody because what we we felt was one, to be a successful business owner, we needed to cast our net as big as possible. So we needed to go after the mainstream market as well as the market that needed the functionality. But in addition to that, as kind of our brand ethos, our brand mission, what we wanted to do is create something that was more rooted in universal design meaning that it had the functionality that someone like myself could wear it, but someone that just loves a convenient shoe could also be successful. So it was, two, it was really those two elements, one to be able to 
cast the net to have the biggest audience possible in the sense of like be able to build a business on, but also to be able to dissolve that line between adaptive and non-adaptive. Yeah, I, I love that because I mean, the fact is that, you know, people have different issues. Like I see like my my father-in-law now, he's turning 60 this year and for him putting shoes on, like he's in great shape, but like for some reason he brings a shoehorn everywhere we go. I love, <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome example. That's a perfect example. So yeah, that audience we're definitely going after too, but also we're going after the audiences that have that two-year-old kid they're trying to get out you can get your kids out the door faster in the morning. Um, that's a success for everybody. But also those that have some sort of limitation, like let's say you had a stroke, let's say you have like a spinal cord injury like myself. If you wear some sort of foot brace, I mean, there's lots of applications that our brand is, you know, found a lot of success with. That's great. Can we talk marketing a little bit? I'd love to hear like how, how you message what you guys do, because I think it's it's very unique what you're doing. And I'd love to just hear how how that works. Like what what is working right now messaging wise for, for marketing? Right. Well, I love that question. I mean, we've done a lot through social media. Uh, we get a lot of traction through Facebook, a lot of traction through Instagram. We started to do a kind of more broadcast where we meet with, you know, other customers that have been successful and like those we collaborate with. So we have a growing YouTube channel, but really our brand and our success has really been rooted in elevating the success stories of others. So it's very much of a grassroots type development. So we found early on that if you help one person, that one person is going to be telling at least two other people. So over time, that continues to compound and compound. And then it's pretty incredible how big of an audience you can finally have. Yeah, for sure. So you guys first got into adult shoes, right? That, that was the, the, the beginning. And then you went into to kids' shoes. What was that transition like? Like, I, I imagine that that's adding like tons of SKUs getting into, into kids stuff. So like we, we own, my, my wife and I own um, three different brands. One of them is a baby clothing brand. It is so SKU heavy. Like we just have like piles of inventory that we have to have because of the size range. I imagine that that was a big transition. Do, do you want to just talk me through that a little bit? Well, you're spot on. I mean, we have lots of SKUs for sure, because with it, especially in footwear, because you have all the variants. So you can have one SKU, but you have 10 different variants for various sizes. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it gets out of control in a hurry. Well, so when we first launched, I mean, you're right. We did, we had an adult shoe because it was mainly to try to overcome my own challenge. So that was a prototype. But when we first launched, we actually did a Kickstarter campaign and we launched with two kids shoes, two women's shoes and three men's shoes. That was in 2016. And uh, the response was fantastic. I mean, it really was a, a testament that there was a market out there that could, you know, really utilize our product. So, but when we expanded, we didn't have the capital, <laughs> to be honest, we didn't have the yeah. capital to be able to go all three directions at once. So we went with the most low hanging fruit, which we felt was kids. So we started, I mean, as you, as you point out, like we had the adult shoe, which is the prototype, but when we really penetrated the market and like started getting on the shelves of major retailers like Nordstrom and Zappos, that was all with kids. And uh, the kids market was very successful, which then allowed us to expand into toddler as well as getting back into the adult category for both men and women. And interesting. You know, so, so many SKUs. I mean, we have thousands of SKUs. <laughs> Yes. Guy, I hope you know that that is a laugh of empathy because I mean, we like in, in all of our businesses, SKUs, SKUs really equal less cash flow, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, having to invest in, in these SKUs that are just sitting there waiting until you purchase them uh, or waiting until a customer purchases them. It's very difficult. How do you manage that? How do you manage the cash flow? Because I even imagine comparatively to all, all of our businesses are in apparel, basically. Uh, so a few hard goods as well in, in one of them. But how do you manage that cash flow? Because that's that's very difficult. I, I understand. 
Yeah, I, and I mean, that's a question that we don't often get, but it's so incredibly important to, to keep your eye and be conscious of. So one of the challenges, you can't just enter the market with one pair of shoes. I mean, you got to be able to have a bit of an assortment. So to manage the cash flow, it's a lot of conversations with the buyers of our major retail partners to kind of understand what their appetite is. And then also as our own e-commerce site, billyfootwear.com, as that started to grow, then we could start taking on some of this stuff on our own. When we first launched, we didn't have an e-commerce site. We were pushing all traffic Mm. to our retail partners to make sure they were successful. So going into any sort of season, we already knew what, how many turns there would be, or, you know, what they were looking to buy. So it put us in a good position of what the cash flow would be, and then how many units we needed to purchase. So as I say, we can't just launch with one shoe, we need to have an assortment. But also, as soon as you nail down what your assortment is, working with the factories, the minimums, you know, we couldn't make any less than 600. And ideally, the minimum is around 1200 units. So every time you're like, all right, we're gonna have per, a black per style floor, high top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So wow. black to the four high top, it's like we need to make 1,200 pairs. Now, it's not just like per size. It's like 1,200 pairs across the whole size yeah. you know, scale. So given, let's say you have 10 different sizes, given, let's see, 10 different sizes within a silhouette, that needs to make up 1,200 pair. So it'd be gotcha. like 100 per size, basically. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot, a lot to handle. Uh, I, I've got another question, actually, that just just came to mind. Because you are heavy in retail and big, big retailers, do you notice a discrepancy between what your retailers order and what people come to your website for? Oh, boy, that's good. You know, wow. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe earlier on, we were noticing that because like you, you look at any sort of assortment, you're like, all right, this is going to be this one's going to be a home run. We know this is going to do do really well. And then come to find that the performance may not have been as you expected. And then you have other shoes. You're like, okay, well, we'll throw this print high top out there that we think will do okay. And then all of a sudden it crushes it. So how the market responds to some of the silhouettes, it's like sometimes kind of catches us. I mean, it could be a bit of a surprise, but we have our thumb pretty much on the pulse of what's trending. I mean, like leopard print, for example, that was really popular last year. Camos, you know, canvas. I mean, that kind of stuff is kind of seasonal, I mean, or I should say more evergreen too, I mean, for our core product. So, I mean, just having our eye on what's trending within fashion. And then the more feedback that we get from customers offering up suggestions, we kind of can tailor our shoes for the next season to be able to meet the needs that much more. So we do pretty good, I'd say, but it's also kind of a, a test and verify. Yeah. 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 For sure. Man, this is all super, super interesting. I, I hope you can see I'm actually like genuinely interested in in what you're doing because <laughs> I, I I think that it's I think that it's great. I got to ask you the question that I ask everybody who comes on this podcast: What is your secret to scaling? Wow, secret to scaling. I think it's root it's rooted in relationship. The only reason we're successful is because of uh you know the relationship, like really that grassroots movement. We had a, we've had a couple of really key exposure moments where one mom had a very successful experience at Nordstrom. She went home and she did a Facebook post about it. And three days later, it was shared 280,000 times. Now, when that happens, 80,000 shares. Oh, that yeah. is crazy. So that was in three days. And now lifetime, uh, it's up to 560,000. I just checked the other day. But wow. a lot of people find out about you. But again, that's like when you start sharing on Facebook, everyone's sharing with somebody else they know. So it really is a grassroots relationship type deal. And that's what's made it successful. Love that. I love that. It's funny because relationships are one of those things that it's, you can't automate a relationship, right? And and I feel like in this day and age, we've gotten so into automation and AI and all of these sorts of things that we've forgotten that we're actually just retailers who need to, to create relationships with people. And it's just a different way of doing it. 
right? And we can't outsource and automate all this stuff, right? We have to build real relationships. And that's, I think that's what actually pushes, you know, makes brands that are, you know, maybe struggling a little bit comparatively to brands um, that are doing really well. And it, it is that customer service, that relationship point in, in my opinion. So I, I love what you said. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we utilize technology for efficiencies and whatnot to be able to reach larger audiences, but it really comes down to having that customer service element and be able to connect with the customer. So if a customer has some sort of issue through technology, they'll be able to reach us or they'll be able to provide some sort of photograph or provide some sort of review. But it really, it, it all boils down to us being able to listen to the customer, connect with the customer and make improvements to build on that relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're going to move on to our lightning round here. I hope you are ready. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> Good. Uh, awesome. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Oh boy, there's lots of apps that I use right now that I love, but there's one particular one that I'm using right now called Layer 5. And what Layer 5 is, it gives us a great measurement to know exactly how we're doing on both Facebook and Google. Oh, okay. Like for paid ads. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you get the responses and Google tells you how you're performing. Facebook tells you how how you're performing. But this is really able to measure, you know, if what's being reported to you is actually legit, because then it allows us to pivot, but also it lets us be more wise in how we spend our ad dollars. Awesome. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that link uh, in the show notes. It's like an attribution software type of idea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's a plug into Shopify. Oh, okay. Nice. Layer five. Perfect. Great. Uh, Favorite podcast and or audiobook that you're listening to? Oh, wow. Well, I think I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm going to talk about my own, like open book. It's a matter of celebrating the success stories of our customers. So it's more of a like me listening to the stuff that we've already performed, but it's really the stories of those that we collaborate with. Awesome. And that's sorry, that's a podcast. Well, it's more of a video cast, but it's a, it's called open book. It's every Wednesdays. Okay. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I'll, uh, we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Last question for you. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now for an hour, coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever, whatever you like, who would it be? Oh my goodness. Wow. I would say it's a guy named John Maxwell. Um, John Maxwell is a uh, very successful in leadership. And uh, I would just love to be able to sit down and pick his brain because the words that he's you know provided me, just uh, what the qualities of a leader is, building a foundation of a business, that'd be very impactful. You know, what's funny is like over the years, I used to, you know, when I, especially when I was in my twenties, I'd really judge those guys, you know, like John Maxwell and, you know, the Coveys and like these guys. And I'm like, this is just like garbage, you know, like this is old. And now it's funny now that I'm like, I'm 35 now, like I come back to these to these people. Cause I realize I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're the ones who have the wisdom, right? Like you go through, I feel like everybody goes through and you may not have, I don't know, but I feel like everybody goes through this Gary V phase, right? Where it's like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hustle, hustle. Awesome. Let's do all this stuff. And then you realize you're like, wait, that's not actual wisdom. That's just, that's just garbage. Like that's not what we need to be doing. And then you start to listen to people like John Maxwell and the Stephen Covey's of the world. And I mean, there's lots in that sort of space and you realize like, oh, like principled living is really the way to, to first of all, be effective, right? Effective, maybe successful, right? I, I don't love that word nearly as much as, as being effective, but there's something in there that's a lot longer lasting. So I love it. You just, you, you, it was the best answer I could have asked for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he really inspires me. And, and again, he really talks heavily about relationship, but also talking about the grind. When you fail, you fail forward. And uh, I mean, just learn from your lessons. And I don't know, there, there's a lot of uh, wisdom. I, wisdom is a perfect word for, uh, for his words. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you. This was absolutely wonderful. Billy, where can people find out more about you, connect with you, and then also learn more about Billy Footwear? 
Yeah, great. So uh, our website is billyfootwear.com. Uh, I'd say that's the best place to go. And then on social, it's basically everything is at Billy Footwear. So you can find awesome. us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook, but uh, there, that's it. Awesome. I'm going to subscribe uh, to your YouTube channel right now. So that's awesome. Well, thanks again so much for your time today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.